Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You don't understand. This is a liar. How can you think that I'm her dad, but we both look exactly the same age? We do not look the same age. I was being kind. Wait, I'm going to hypnotize him. I hereby christen this mutton Barbie camper. Priscilla, queen of the desert. Hello. And welcome to this episode of Pop Gays the Tam Tam. We have reached episode 3 of our rewatch review, Ghosts Series 1, Happy Death Day. Now, I have remembered again to outline the synopsis. Well done me. <laughs> and the synopsis is as follows. Scoutmaster Pat is in a melancholy mood as he prepares for a visit by members of his living family for his death day. His widow, who is now married to a man with whom she had an affair. I mean, that gives it away, doesn't it? (laughs) Pat's son, the son's girlfriend, and the couple's baby boy. Again, that gives it away. (laughs) Basically, take from this that it's Pat's death day. For this episode, I am joined by a very special guest. Announce yourself, special guest. Sasha again, and I'm very glad to be back. Yay! Sasha is back, <laughs> and this time she's here to talk about ghosts. Ooh. Thanks. Ooh. <laughs> so, we both watched the episode Happy Death Day, and all yeah. I can think of is I was thinking about the film. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it, Happy Death Day. Yes, I have, yeah. Yes, yeah. And I kind of had that stuck in my head as I was watching it, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a very Pat-centric episode, and I thought we'd kick things off by talking about Pat's death. Mm. What did you think of Pat's death? See, I I like the way that they did Pat's death, because it's like, they managed to make it funny, which is good. Um, but also just because as a character, like, clearly he was just sort of immediately just thinking, let's protect the children. Like, I think it said a lot about his character. Yeah. And I like the way that they showed that and did that without kind of making it like, you know, taking away from the fact that this is a comedy. Like, it's not dark in the slightest. Um, so I, I do like the way that they did that. I completely agree. How did you find Ghosts? How did you find the show? Ah. Uh... I think I just saw an advert for it. Yeah, because I reviewed, obviously I've reviewed episode one and something that I was really, really stunned by because I'd forgotten was how fully formed all of the characters felt from episode one. Mm. I felt like I knew them all really well. And Pat's death is the perfect example of that because it shows you his character, who he is, like you say, the fact that he was still trying to manage the situation and look after the children. My favourite line is, don't look at this, kids. You don't want to see this in your dreams. And it was everything that we have come to know about that character. And you kind of saw all in his final moments of life. And it was really clever. And the fact that he's a little bit bumbling when he crashes into the tree, but he's got survival skills, like when he breaks the arrow in his neck so that he can get into the car. And it's just really, it tells you everything you need to know about Pat. And it's just perfect. It's a perfect death. Yeah. And it, and it is it's a perfect example of like the whole, like, um, you know, show don't tell 
thing. Yes. Like, if we're, if we're told, you know, Pat is this sort of person, like, you know, you have no idea, but you, you even though it's, this is only obviously the third episode, like, you already feel like this is very in character for him. And yeah. it's very sort of, you know, you already know who he is, and this just shows even more of who he is, but it's never actually told us who he is kind of thing. That's perfect. That sums it up brilliantly. Yeah. Show, don't tell. And it's, it's a masterclass. So I know... I saw on a fandom thing that they have filmed the deaths of Kitty and the Captain. Oh, I haven't heard that. I don't want to see Kitty's because she is my favourite character. I going to say, like, she, she is just, like, she's just so innocent and childlike, yeah. I don't want to see any, even though I know a few things bad happened to her and she died. I don't want to see it. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to see it either. It's. I don't. I hope we get full warning of it. Basically, <laughs> um, I hope they don't pull a Mary. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I am interested in the captain's death. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, because I mean, I'm just spitballing now, getting away from Pat's death, talking about the captain's death now. Do oh, you yes. think he also had a heart attack? I don't know, because this is the thing, like, because obviously we, we've never been told anything really about his death, but given that they look how they looked when they died, that he clearly isn't injured, mm. like, it, I am curious to see what they do with him. So, moving on to the next question, well, discussion point, which is, Kitty's quest to discover how babies are made. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> As a sub thought, that was amazing. Because <laughs> she is so innocent. I know. I love the facial, the expressions, especially when Julian, she was with Julian and they were talking about it and he was saying, like, you need you need real core strength to be able to pull off this move. And her eyes yeah. and her face is like, you know, she's thinking, what's going on? <laughs> And I also loved how, now, look, you're a parent, so you'll be able to tell me if this is the case or not. But are babies made by pressing ears together? I mean, not in my experience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe some people can do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, next you're going to tell me that you didn't find your child in a cabbage patch. <laughs> outrageous suggestion i would never tell you that <laughs> <laughs> but i also loved how each character answered the question yeah for me like L- lady button was absolutely my favorite with that oh yeah all of her just the way she clearly just went into an angry ramble yeah. about her husband <laughs> yeah i love it and some bees only like other bees and they're not interested in your flower <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you doing that so my butt like yeah i loved her response <laughs> especially then when kitty just like wandered off yeah before she'd finished talking and she's just like oh gone <laughs> <laughs> there's so much pent-up rage i mean obviously she has so much and and it is justified he murdered her um yeah but it's yeah, it's brilliant. I love when she goes on those kind of tirades against her husband because it's well-deserved. Yeah. Now, I'm trying to think, was there anyone she didn't... Because she talked to Pat, she talked to Julian, she talked to Fanny. I don't think she talked to Mary, but I think Mary's description would have been absolutely terrifying. Let's be real. Yeah. 
and she didn't talk to the captain either, which I thought was interesting. Or Humphrey. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I do wonder whether they, they filmed any of they just didn't show they weren't as funny. But, um, yeah, I loved it. I, I also do quite like that they didn't show us what Pat said. He just kind of pulled a confused face. Yeah. Yeah, you got the sense that Pat did not want to talk about it with her. No. I think it's interesting that even though she's an adult woman, they see her as a child. Mm. And they treat her like a child. Yeah. Even though she's one of the older ghosts in the house, she's mentally the youngest. I think my favourite response was at the end when Alison just showed her the video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they love each other? <laughs> I, I love that. Like, again, like she, she's, you know, obviously a fully grown woman and you could see how her being that naive and that childlike could come off as really insincere and annoying. Yeah. But like she's acted so well. Yeah. That it, it, it does just feel like, you know, really cute and like really well done. I completely agree. I mean, I have to say, I think that's the strength of the cast. I don't think there's anyone yeah, in it that you feel like, oh, God, can we skip their bits? And like you say, Kitty's one of those characters that could have been really annoying. A character that could have been annoying and also quite frightening, I would say, would be Mary. Yeah. But she is... Katie Wicks does such a great job of making her funny, but also shot through with this sort of sadness and this sort of absolute horror as well like she's so close to the edge all the time <laughs> yeah. and like but her joy of things like loose women is just infectious and the way like throughout this episode she's trying to look at mike yeah and it's like <laughs> yes it is creepy but mary's had a hard life give her this one thing <laughs> yeah and like you say, again, that comes down to the cast. Like, I feel like with <clears throat> with different actors, <clears throat> these characters could come across as far less likeable than they are. Well, let's be honest. We already see, we know what that looks like. There's a version well, of it out yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> That's no shade to those actors. I think they're doing the best they've got. And let's face it. No, I, I, I did enjoy it. Yeah. It's just not quite on the same level, I don't think. No. No. I mean... Like, you... it, it's, an un, it's an unfair comparison because, like, the original Ghost is just... I mean, really though... Up, I think. Is it unfair because it's called Ghosts and it's based on the same well, subject yes. material? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean it, it, it's a copy of the same show. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I think comparing... They, they've, they've, like, taken the same premise, but they, they've gone a different way with it. And obviously they they, they Americanized it, yeah. Um, which is going to affect how sort of we see the humour anyway, because it's not designed for our sense of humour. But I, so I I think although I think comparing a remake to an original never holds up that well anyway. Mm. No, I hear what you're There's saying, very... and they are. Tr- I mean, something I I I have to say is that they're trying to move further and further away from the original. They've turned it into yeah. a Ghost of the Week format. Whereas yeah. we haven't done that. So you're able to spend much more time with each ghost, with each character. You get to know them. It's not the same yeah. over there. I couldn't tell you 
much information about any of their ghosts because it always feels like there's a new ghost to talk about. So you don't get a lot of the time with the core ghosts. Yeah, like again, so going back to so like we were saying with um with his death, like show don't tell. Like I don't feel like we've been introduced to the the ghosts in the American version in the same way. Like mm. we don't know much about them. No. Yeah. Like we know bits and pieces, but we don't know them as characters. Yes. Um, which I think is again, it it, it I mean it it's a different way, like the episodic sort of ghosts of the wee thing, I think a more common format in American shows. Yeah. Like they don't tend to do the whole like focus on just one particular thing and sort of follow that through. I mean, different things happen every episode in original ghosts, obviously, but it, it it's very much sort of focusing on the core characters still. Mm. Something that I really liked was when Julian and the captain are working together They come in, they see that monkey video, Robin's there as well, and then Fanny comes in. And I like the shorthand that there is between the captain and Fanny. And the reason why I like it is because Fanny is the correct age to be the mother of the captain. And Mm. they kind of have a way of talking to each other that makes sense to one another. Yeah. I like it. And I, I do, I like it as well, because obviously, like, Julian and Robin made, made no attempt to stop her from seeing it. They they thought it was hilarious. Yeah. But the captain, sort of, I mean, it, it, like, he didn't actively try and stop her. He just said something like, oh, you know, I don't think you should be seeing this. Yeah. But he did try to warn her. Yeah. And, and I mean, then obviously, once once she had seen it, obviously, he went the whole, like, oh, I think you should go and tell Alison about yes. it. Yes. Like, reported at <laughs> once. But <laughs> I, I think he was... He was trying to, you know, protect her from yeah. seeing that. I love in the, his own way. I love the naughty boy look that passes between the captain and Julian after the captain's realised, oh, I can get her to tell Alison about this monkey sex video. And when she's yeah. shrieking, Alison, Alison, and they just look at each other and they're like, <laughs> and they're like, they're about 10. Yeah. <laughs> so... Let's talk about the captain and Julian working together to drive out the builders. So they're not a team up that we often see. No, see, I, I like how it was done because, like, they're very like they're they're not like you say they're not a team up we usually see, and it wasn't done in a kind of way where they're suddenly going to be best mates and team up and stuff. It was very much kind of well, we're the only two that want to deal with this. Yeah, everyone else is just kind of sitting around but you and me we can make this work and like even though they don't quite gel together like in terms of being friends like they, they don't they, they they can work together when they want to yes yeah um, and I also feel like Julian was a, a bad influence on the captain I feel like on his own he wouldn't have done the stuff with the engagement ring and that yeah I think so I think there were moments where I think Julian's like that though he is a bad influence when you saw him with Kitty and he was telling her all those things, he is a bad influence on the other ghosts. And I would say particularly Thomas. And yeah, yeah. you're right. The minute the ring went in, you kind of got the sense that the captain was like, oh, I'm not so sure about this now. And also when they were, um, when those two builders were talking about working with a youth group and you kind of got the sense that he was like, oh, maybe they're not that bad. And then Julian was like, yes, they're terrible. 
<laughs> and yeah, he got completely yeah, like, sucked in. Yeah, because like even though the, I think the 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 engagement thing was the captain's idea, I think wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But even even with that, like I feel like it was kind of like it was spur of the moment. We can do this, and then as soon as it happens, like oh, should we though? Yeah, that was probably a bad idea. Yeah, like he he wasn't like Julian was thrilled about it, but I feel like the captain was a bit more kind of like, oh, that maybe shouldn't have happened. <laughs> um. <laughs> but they are like it was it kind of how I really enjoyed it and how I kind of read it as I watched it was very much like a bigger boy who's really popular and he's kind of bad and then this other boy is kind of trying to be like copying him and to to make him think oh you're cool as well it kind of had that vibe it felt very school but primary school (laughs) maybe I'm the only person who's clocked this but Julian knows that the captain's gay doesn't he yeah yeah Absolutely. Like, there, there's definitely been moments when he's, like, given him looks when he's done something particularly or said something Yeah. that's, like, clearer than he usually is. Like, there, there's that there's that side eye mm. when he's like, I'm going to... So, yeah, he, he absolutely knows. Yeah, no, I think he does. I actually think he's sized up all of the people in the house, Julian. I think he knows all yeah. of them. Even Mike and Alison. He definitely sized up Alison, and he likes Mike. Obviously, yeah. Julian when... is a decadent bisexual, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things, like, again, like, he's he's a conservative MP. Like, the stereotype would be that he was very against that sort of thing. The reality, though, is that they all went to all boys' boarding schools, and also, he talks about threesomes and spit roasts way too often to be a heterosexual (laughs) (laughs) there have been way too many men mentioned in his threesomes for it to be totally hetero like i don't look at you you don't look at me (laughs) (laughs) you know and like even when like when fanny was describing like how she found her husband he was the gardener was upon him and upon him and he was like that's called a moroccan tea party yeah he knows he knows yeah he knows totally (laughs) i love that (laughs) and i love when alison finds them in the library and they're trying to act really cool and casual but they're not (laughs) yeah there's two So, Pat's relationship with Carol and Maurice, or Morris, I'm not sure how to say it. I would say Maurice, but I think it's Morris. I don't know, anyway. So, I thought this was particularly interesting because we found out a bit more about Pat's family and the fact that they've been making this pilgrimage for almost 40 years to come to the site where he he died Mm. and also that carol was having an affair with his best friend yeah and the realization of that which he only manages to get to because of allison because part of him obviously knew but he didn't want to admit i think i don't know i i i I don't think he had any idea at all even when he found the clothes going up the stairs yeah, because he's just like had complete faith 
like, like you know, there, there wouldn't be anything going on. And no one has ever, you know, disabused him of that notion. And then sort of Alison's clearly just like, yeah, that, uh, really. Um, and then he sort of popped it. I was like, oh. Um, like, I, I, I saw that as him sort of less him being in denial and more that he just genuinely didn't think about it. I wonder if the reason why none of them ever bothered to set him straight, like, Julian would set him straight because we've seen him set other people straight before. But I wonder if the thing about Pat is because he's a giver and he's a facilitator, people don't tend to listen to him in the way that they do with other characters. Yeah. I do also wonder as well, because, like, I mean, Julian is, is very straight talking, like you say, he's set other people straight about other things but he's never unless I'm forgetting something like never being cruel no that's right no he's not cruel and I think it's like Pat very obviously like oh like this thing happened but that's all totally innocent like I feel like he wouldn't be the one to be like um yeah I think your wife's actually cheating on you yeah because like it's not necessary for him to do that yeah no that's like, yeah, he might he might privately in his head have thought that Pat was being a bit of an idiot, but he's never come across to me as someone who would like point something out that he didn't like wouldn't be cruel with it. No, I completely agree. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Yeah, I thought my my main takeaway from this, and obviously I'm going to bring in something that happens in other episodes, is that what was interesting about this whole Carol Pat Morris love triangle was the fact that neither Carol or Morris or Pat were painted as the villain, which it would have been very easy to do. And instead, Morris being there driving Carol there shows that he genuinely loved Pat, she loved Pat. And then we see the fact that in later episodes, Pat didn't make a lot of time for Carol because he's got his radio club and she tries to reach out to him and she says oh should we go for a curry or we always have the same food tonight and then you kind of get this resignation in her voice and she's like oh I might go to bingo with Morris and it's like yeah she tries to reach out to him and he doesn't give that back to her yeah, it is interesting because it's one of those things. But obviously, cheating on someone never. No, it's good never good for something. Yeah, like in no way condoning any of that behaviour. Yeah, but again, like you said, like she she's not painted as a villain. Like she didn't like it. It, it happened because like he pushed her away. Basically, like he wasn't let. He was like he was the injured party in that scenario. But he was he was also kind of guilty for it. If you get yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like, he wasn't blameless. No, and I think that's what happens in a lot of relationships. Um, It's one of those things, it's like, you know, she loved him, but she wasn't in love with him anymore. Like, the the relationship has died, but she still loved him kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not sure how Pat will ever move on, because he did have such a good life. Yeah, I I, I did enjoy in the episode the whole, like, sucking off fake-out thing. Yeah. (laughs) At the end. That was good. <laughs> and I love how he started to tell people what he really thought of them. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Lady B, you just need to chill out. And Captain, the war's over. It's over. <laughs> and Julian, I never really trusted you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did enjoy that a lot. <laughs> 
And finally, Pat's grandson, Pat. I mean, I have to say, this show has the ability to switch between high comedy and real emotion. Because when he went over to see his family and went to see his grandson and was like, he's got my legs. It was so sweet. Yeah, that was just proper, like, proud grandparents. Like, yeah, that was really sweet. And it was such a kind thing that Alison did, where she found out information that he wouldn't be able to get for them. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, and I I do like the way that they did it as well, where she went over, talked to them out of the viewer's earshot, and then came back and told him, rather than us hearing that conversation. Yeah, exactly. It was really cleverly done. Uh, Well, I mean, this is just a masterclass in writing. Ghost is just... I'm so sad it's ending. I really am. I I am so sad because this has been, I would say, one of the highlights of TV for me in the last couple of years. Because it's just, it's never bad. It's always sublime. Yeah, because like so, so many shows that I enjoy watching or enjoy watching, and it's like, there's all of this like drama and there's this like angst and heartbreak and like everything's going wrong and then it's uh, Ghost is just purely, it, it's just pure it oh, is. But... It's like a warm hug. Like, yeah. It's like you, you know that you're going to watch it and like nothing emotionally devastating is going to happen to any of the characters. Can I ask you, who is your favourite hmm. character from the show? I, I love the captain. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it you love about the captain? I just, I just love the... I don't know. He just He's such a good character. And, like, yeah, I don't really know. I just really love him. I mean, they're all very fleshed-out characters. Like, yeah. none of them are two-dimensional. But I do like that they sort of, they, they keep adding stuff to him. And, like, he's very well-rounded. And, and, like, yeah, I just really like him as a character. I love his relationship with Kitty. Yeah. Since they have paired them up, it has been a joy. And my favourite thing was at Christmas he became the the um fairy godmother to her or yeah, fairy godfather so you know and it's like when when he had the pretended to have the wand and she was spinning around it was just like oh they're so sweet they're like an adopted dad and daughter and i love it yeah they are so cute what would you give this episode out of 10 i'd probably give it an 8 i reckon you are the guest so it's a rating of eight for this one. Mm-hmm. I'm also rating Alison's jumpers. And I have to be honest, I'm rating this a one. It's awful. That maroon <laughs> monstrosity that she was wearing. Firstly, you could see through it. Secondly, it looked just, it did nothing for her. And so that's why it's yeah. getting a one. <laughs> Now, before we go, you have got a ghostly visitor visiting you, haven't you? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Would you like to tell us more about this? Well, uh, took my took my son to see a castle, and apparently a ghost came back home with us. Uh, so I'm told. <laughs> and this ghost is it a knight? Is that correct? It's it's a it's a knight. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm I'm not allowed to know his name. Okay. Uh, it's a secret, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and he he lives in our house during the day and mm-hmm. goes exploring around the country at night. What yeah. more can you ask for? That is a very polite ghost. <laughs> yeah, 
and yeah, apparently we, we went to the castle and then he, he jumped on the back of the car and came home with us. So, Well, that's just, that's magnificent. And I hope the four of you, because it's four of you now, isn't yeah. it, in that house, are very yeah. happy together. <laughs> yeah, and I hope, I hope one day I find out his name. <laughs> well, yes, yes. And um, find out a bit where he's going at night. <laughs> I still yeah. think he's going clubbing with his ghostly mates. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me for this episode. It's been lovely to have you back. Yeah, it's been nice to do it again.